Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Led by Life. We're your hosts. I'm Rafaela, and this is Hannah. Um, if you haven't been to the podcast before, welcome. Hannah and I talk about all things human design, the gene keys, our contemplation and meditations, and sort of just our experiences of how we um, process and synthesize each gene key, each gate, each gift, each shadow, and how it either shows up in our lives and how we relate to it. So welcome. Today we're on gate 23. Yeah. The gate of assimilation. And at its shadow, it is uh, complexity. At its gift, it is simplicity. And at its city, it's, you're going to have to say this word because I can't. Quintessence. 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 And I was trying, I was relating it to quintessential. Like we, I don't, you don't hear the word quintessence very often, mm-hmm. but we hear quintessential. I want to look that up. <laughs> yeah, we might have to because I've heard that pronunciation or that word quintessential. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not quintessence. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and just before Hannah and I started today, we were kind of, you know, going over and talking and I mentioned that I felt like I had just recently read over this gene key in this gate. And so I didn't really know how it landed, like maybe not having sat and contemplated or just let it sit with me. So I don't really know exactly like how to articulate it, which I think is quite interesting because it's, is it the programming partner or just the the other gate that makes up the channel? What's that? Sorry. The, the 43. It's the, yeah, I don't know if it's the programming partner. I don't think I, it is. I think like, it is. But Hannah, Hannah will have a look. And my my point is that um, 43. Oh, yeah. It is the program. Yeah. And so the 43 comes down from the Ajna and it connects to the 23 that's coming out of the throat center. And it's sort of a this um, process of like being able to have these like breakthrough insights that come through and then clearly articulate them. And when reading through the 23 and it's just talking about um, being able to like say things very clearly to the point, very simplistic, it has this uh, quality. He relates a lot to like the teachings of the Buddha and I felt very much like I could relate to a lot of what was being shared just because I have a defined throat. You have a defined throat. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, like the fact that neither of us have this gene key or this gate defined, yet we both have the defined throats, uh, throat center. And I'm just, as you were saying it, I'm just kind of feeling into, it seems like a similar dynamic with some of the other channels we've looked at. Like, uh, I know we haven't gone into the 4764, which connects the head centre to the Ajna, but we've talked about it a lot because I have that channel. And 
it's a similar sort of process, like this confusion or this processing that's happening. And then it comes through in a realisation and yet that's not always articulated because it's not connected to the throat, you know, but together we make up that connection. So I'm just kind of feeling into this like similarity between other channels and even like we talked about in the last one, the 22, what does that connect with? Whatever I don't remember. Emotional solar plexus. But, you know, this like feeling of like then articulating the emotion, like the emotion might be a little bit more unaware unconscious and yeah. then through the connection with the channel it then becomes articulated and expressed and it just makes me think of how like everything in the chart is leading towards throat center to come out and be expressed mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it just reminded me of <clears throat> so when we did the circuitry workshop together and we were going through this channel and very like a lot of the other, just a, a lot of other experiences. But I remember this one in particularly because there is something in here about at its shadow. Sometimes people don't, they say the right thing at the wrong time or they say the wrong thing and then it's not, it's not received well um, or some, something like that. Right. And I remember saying like, oh, I've had times, you know, if we're talking about it in this shadow expression where um, I've blurted things out just from like a, a knowing of them, but they haven't been at the most appropriate times. And it's done some damage, so to speak, in that moment to, you know, what was happening and the person that I was speaking to. And it's so, so clear. Like, I feel like I have such a visceral memory of what that impact can be. And then you add on all the other things that we've learned with our energetics of being manifestors and uh, having defined throats and, um, you know, making an impact and, and having this closed aura. And so all of these things. And then when I reflect back at that moment, I'm like, damn, like, I had already felt so much like guilt and just felt very apologetic afterwards of like the presentation in which that all kind of fell through in. And so that that kind of like got brought up to me today as I was like reading this and some of the expressions um, in the shadow and what that looks like, but also how in that workshop and even sometimes when you and I are together or when I'm like being in a really creative moment with others, I'll have a lot of insights. And like, I feel like I can not only feel them drop in or come through, but I can see them layer. And how, and in that workshop, that's what I was witnessing. We were going through a particular energy and channel and it's circuitry. And I saw how like fast all of these components were laying on top of one another. And then because I don't have the 23, sometimes I feel like I'll go to speak it. And sometimes I feel like that don't even make sense. <laughs> and yet you do have a channel from your Ajna to the throat center. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it still comes out. It's just a different, I mean, a different frequency because of the different 
channel and mm-hmm. I think what, what circuit is it in as well? Because this is in the individual circuit, isn't it? Right, this- which you just reminded me of. Like, even as you were just sharing that, I thought I had the same thought. Like, oh, yeah, and it's also in the individual circuitry. And projected, right? So it would be, it would require an element of invitation to, yeah. to come out and to be received. Well, and then not only that, but for myself... Um, I know we're not at the 43, but I, so I have here, I have a hanging gate, right? I have the 43 defined. So I'll have these moments of insight and breakthrough. Um, but sometimes don't have a way to communicate them or what it even says it here. It says, um, gate 43 carries a fear of rejection without 23 you may wonder how to clearly communicate your breakthrough insights and so you kind of just reminded me how not only is it in the individual circuit but for me it's activated twice on both my body and my personality side yeah, yeah. and it's activated twice by pluto which is all about like, you know, transformation and like, I think of it like the underworld, so to speak, but a lot of subconscious and all of that stuff. And so um, for me, this, it really is an individual process where I'll be just doing my thing or I'll be in a self-reflective kind of moment where I'm doing a lot of journaling and I'll have these connections just kind of come through or I'm out in the world and something will just like drop in. Um, But it's a very personal process. And you're right, not until it's projected, does it, is it able to be like shared effectively or received in the best way? Mm Yeah. Yeah. And something else that came to me and I've just lost it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Pluto thing. Yeah. The um, activated by Pluto. So Pluto must be a slow, slow planet, is it? (laughs) I I don't know. know. I'm not that well-versed in astrology, but... Because I'm, I've noticed, like in my chart as well, both on both sides, it's the same gate, same line. Is yours the same line that it's activated in on both sides? So no. I imagine transit's quite slow for it to stay in that place. I don't really know what I'm talking about here in terms of the movement. Yeah. Of- <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know- <laughs> I feel like you might be tapping into something that you've like maybe didn't even really know that you might know. Only because I've never heard you talk about planets and movement the way you just did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that it's like all of the placement, all the all of the definition in our chart is based off the position of the planets at the time mm-hmm. of our birth. And that's like what energy that we're imprinted with. And that's why it's so important to have like our time and date of birth when we're gathering yeah. this energy so it's interesting because um what's, I'm looking what's at it one? here and it's actually activated so it's activated three times in the sense that 
by Pluto twice and then also by Mercury. So in my personality side, it's both activated by Mercury and Pluto in the fifth and sixth line. But then on my, say, say that again. Which line is which? So which one is Mercury? The fifth? Oh, okay. And- the fifth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Pluto, the, the sixth. Yeah. But then on the body side, it's activated by Pluto just one time in the second line. Oh, different line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just, and this is probably me just seeing through my personal perspective. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mine is 1.3 on both sides in Pluto. Like my Pluto is 1.3 on both sides. So I just was like, oh, maybe it's the same for everyone. But okay, now I just want to look at different charts. And- <laughs> yeah, well, that's and I did that too. I, so sometimes before each episode, I'll like go through all of the ones that I have saved because for more or less all of the ones I have saved, I have personal relationships with those people. So I'll go through and I'll see just to give it some more like, give me some more insight or understanding or whatever of like how that shows up. So this is a really funny um, pattern now that I'm seeing with both of us is this like wanting to really understand and learn these different things about human design and the gene keys, but neither of us have a one in our profile. And I remember I watched a video on, so I'm a two, four, Raph is a two, five profile. No, you have backwards. I'm a two what four, you're a two five. I call myself. <laughs> oh, coming out sideways. Anyway, I remember watching the two five video, and the person saying it said that as a two, it's not actually correct for you to want to study a lot and learn a lot and like find out all this information because things just kind of come naturally to you as a two and um, you don't know why you know these things or how to do these things. And so I was really confused by that because when it comes to human design, I want to know everything. (laughs) Um, And I remember asking Nikki, our teacher, about that and she's like, if you are really excited about human design or you're really into this and you want to learn about it, like, just do it. I mean, and, and I guess that's the the ego authority, just do what you want to do. If you want to learn about it, if you're really excited about it, do it. Um, But it was just interesting because I wonder, what I'm wondering is if this is the Ajna actually at at play here, this wanting to like understand and know things and conceptualise things and, yeah, because I know you have that same too, that same thing too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I I think that with anybody who might experience it too, and this is just because it comes, this is how it comes up for me. I take in the information to the extent that I'm like really loving it, and I feel it's so just like lighting me up. And I'm like motivated and I'm like really, you know, I have this drive to do it. I know that sometimes though, like there's this like 
moment where I'll have to check in, like, am I taking in the information or the material because I feel that I'm inadequate or because I fear that like what I know is not enough. Like it, it's mind blowing to me how sometimes I'll, I'll read a particular thing. This usually happens a lot more when I'm like on Instagram or when I'm like on YouTube or something where I will want to know a particular thing about something. And within seconds, minutes of me being on that platform, I'll get the only thing that I really needed. And then that one tool, I'll utilize that tool or that technique or whatever it is for so long. And I'll just kind of in my own way of having this like quality of being a natural, just take it and run with it and make it however it fits me with not knowing a whole lot about that technique or that style. And it usually works out, you know, sometimes I think pretty well. Well, I have the same thing as well, but it's, it's more so for things like if I'm wanting to cook something or bake something, I'll just right. blend and then I don't follow it. I don't follow recipes. I don't follow instructions. I don't like to follow instructions unless I have to. Like if we're <laughs> building a flat pack, something, <laughs> unfortunately we have to kind of follow the instructions. And I, but yeah. I don't like doing it. I'd rather just do it myself and figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's where I really feel my true, like the natural energy. Right. But I, I'm wondering then also if it's a combination, this like curiosity about mm -hmm. human design and machine keys and wanting to know and understand how it all works and how it all fits together. I wonder if it's then a combination of like different parts of my chart. So like this defined Ajna that's always thinking and like doesn't stop, doesn't turn mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. And then also this like, part of um you know in my identity center this just like really wanting to understand myself and know myself and like mm -hmm. um you know I wonder if it's if it's a combination of those things that are fueling this curiosity yeah yeah I mean I would say that it has to be all of it you know I mean on some degree I'm just thinking about what you said in relation to like the 23rd gate and that in this quality and um it's funny because of the gift it's simplicity mm -hmm. and yet at sometimes like not that our conversations I think are complicated um but sometimes maybe in our wanting to understand or just in wanting to connect it all, because we do have these defined ajnas, which is where the 43 comes out of, right? Um, or what where this 23 is connected to is like there's just this quality of wanting to piece together the puzzle. And yet on the other end of that, like, is it maybe already all put together? And that's, or are there things that you cannot make sense of? Right. You really know. Right. Yeah. And there is this um this teaching in the 23 about being in like the middle road, essentially. Um, like there's a left path and a right path. And then 
there's this middle path and even the emotional side of our beings might be a little bit closer to this middle path, but not really ever there. And then, you know, the left, the logical is just that way and doesn't really ever get too close to the middle. And the, the middle way is something that is really unexplainable or can't be uh, talked about or expressed. It's sort of just an experience again, or just, or just happens. And even trying to articulate it right now or communicate it, I'm just like, ah, uh, what's the sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, he talks about the mind being where the complexity lies, like mm-hmm. you know, our advanced human minds that are, yeah, so complex. And I was laughing. I don't know if you noticed at the start when you hit record, I was like laughing because we, it's almost like we would, you know, we were talking about this thing and then we were talking about that thing. And then we were mm-hmm. like, are we ready to go? And then we're like, hang on a sec, let me just move my plan and like adjust things. And and I was laughing because I was like, we're just, we're making this so much more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this this morning, not in terms of complexity, but I was thinking about my own uh, shadow when it comes to like my personality, Sungate, and how serious I can be sometimes and then I was just thinking about how related the shadow frequencies are in all of the gene keys like I can see how seriousness relates to complexity like making things more complex than they need to be and then you know all the different shadows that we've talked about but it just kind of occurred to me this morning as I was driving in the car, just thinking about the fact that like, oh, we as humans just make things so much more complex and more serious mm-hmm. than they need to be. And, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so this, um, <clears throat> like this gift of simplicity, he, he refers to it, Richard Wright, of it being like, um, even something that people with this gate may may exhibit in like their home or in the things that they do or their areas or just their the aura of themselves that they carry. Um, and this is where in some way I felt like when I was reading, it was like, okay, I can, I can see that because sometimes I think that I live a pretty simple life. Um, some people would probably disagree with that in a way. Um, but I was thinking about my spaces and particularly even the room that I'm in now, like the furniture that I'm physically in right now and the thing behind me are the only things really in this room. And, you know, in my in my bedroom, there's like really just bed and nightstand and then in my living space there's some like what I would just call essentials like I don't have a lot of things um and I felt like that was sort of this physical representation of living sort of a little bit more simple and also as I'm saying this I just wonder if that's because I also don't like decorating (laughs) so I just don't bother with it but I but then I look at some other spaces of people you know um and I'm just like oh that looks so wonderful like I would love to to live in that but I don't put the effort to do it so it's it's kind of this idea of like 
our belongings, our things being mm-hmm. almost like clutter that mm-hmm. we own. And then it makes me think of like mental clutter when there's mm-hmm. too much going on in the mind and how like, yeah, I, and I and I feel like because I've been over the last seven or so years decluttering my life, <laughs> uh, removing clutter, and I've also been really drawn to simplifying like my mind, mindfulness, meditation, being more present, not having too many tabs open up here. And like that can be hard sometimes with a defined Ajna because there isn't that off switch. Like it's always going, something's always going on up there, but it just makes me think of how like simplifying not just our own, our environment, but also our our perspectives, our thoughts, the way we see the world, like all of yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, that's in that quality too of this gate of <clears throat> being able to speak in terms that is simple and very, he even says it like straight to the point. And it's interesting because in the last week or so, maybe even couple weeks, I've been thinking to myself, how do I practice speaking more to the point? And I think that this is where this gets caught up for me. Like sometimes, um, like, yes, I do have a connection that brings my Ajna to my throat, but I've also heard that each throat gate um, has its own voice. And so sometimes, I just really wonder, like, how can I say things more straight to the point? Very simple, because I can be wordy. Um, I could, like, say things in so many different ways. And sometimes I know when I've done too much in my expression, when somebody will look at me and, like, what did you even, like, what does that mean? Like, what did you say? And I'll have to, then that's, you know, my cue to be like, okay, hold on, let me simplify this. but it, for me, it's like, I think because not having the 23 that it can, I can get a bit wordy and a bit complex and the things that I say, they don't always need to be. Well, you also, if I remember correctly, that 1156 channel is all about storytelling. So you have this like yeah. ability, to, you're a natural storyteller. So, you know, I can see how that would then, depending on what it is that you're sharing, sometimes get a little bit wordier you know because it's a you're telling a story and sometimes there is a need for that to be a little bit more expressive or a little bit yeah yeah you need to tell the details I just remember when I was younger my my family would just know that I could tell a story with every detail my stories were so long so long <laughs> yeah mm. I would know like the first and last name of everybody in the story. Wow. <laughs> that like nobody needs to know their last name. And I I notice myself doing it sometimes, like being more wordier than I need to be. And I think that my process of like understanding, getting to the point of what I actually understand is through talking it out. But it's like, yeah maybe sometimes I just do that to myself in my own world. So I'm not like boring everyone with my details that are not necessary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting how like 
<clears throat> all of these different expressions, all these different like energies and frequencies have um, like their own, like you, like literally uniqueness, right? Yeah. Each one um, sort of represents a different type of fear or a different type of way of being or just, and I think that that's what I love about the fact that <clears throat> it's called the 64 ways of being, right? Uh, I don't know, I don't have the book in front of me. Four ways, yeah. I don't the know. 64 ways, something like that. Mm, yeah. And that on some level, because there is a simplicity, I think, to the gene keys, um, everybody can relate in, in some degree. And this, I think, goes back to something we might have said last week or touched on was that we are all, all of it, even though we have parts that are defined for ourselves. Um, that's not to say that we won't experience others. Like even here where I have the 43, but not the 23. And even in itself, like that carries a relationship of how things show up in this, in this energy for myself. And it brings me back to something we talked about in the circuitry workshop as well about um, if you have a split or if you don't have like a full connection, sometimes it's it's not to say that you can't still articulate yourself or say something or share an idea. It's just that it will come out differently depending on who you're in the presence of or who's the one receiving that information mm -hmm. or that whatever it is that you're sharing because I remember feeling so confused that my 64th gate is in Mer is in my Mercury. It's something that's wanting to be communicated, but I'm like, I don't have a connection to my throat. Like, how do I, how mm -hmm. do I share um, ideas or whatever it is? And I just remember Nikki saying, like, it'll it'll still come out. It'll just come out in a different way depending yeah. on who you're talking. I noticed that happening. I'm not sure if you if you notice this, but if I'm doing like a live call with some coaching clients and I've prepared my notes, I think I know what I'm going to say. And then it just, something different comes out. It doesn't come mm -hmm. out in a way that I would normally say it or the, the way that I had prepared or thought that I was going to say it. But then it's like trusting that that's coming out in the way that it needs to, in order mm -hmm. for it to land and to make sense to that other person. So mm -hmm. That's really interesting as well. Yeah. You know, you sort of just reminded me <clears throat> how, again, like this, this gate, this channel is in the individual circuitry. And it, I, what I've come to learn also is like where you have that split or that hanging gate, you know, in whichever way it's going, if it's going, you know, my point is that maybe in the undefined, is there a unique process that you're here to kind of go through a journey um, on either end of how that energy is flowing, right? And it reminded me how I've had, it, within the last couple of years, some pretty profound personal breakthroughs and insights that sort of just came to me and um, it was, one was projected because, I mean, I'm sitting in the car with my mom and it's kind of hard for me to hide when I'm feeling a particular way and she can sense it, 
And so she asked and I went into sharing it with her and how it all like sort of dropped in for me when I made these really big realizations and connections for myself as far as like my dynamics with men in my life. Um, and I was like crying hysterically and I was just like saying, like it was like literally just all coming out of me. And I remember she was like next, she was driving and she kind of just had this like overwhelming confusion that, and I think she knew this, like she couldn't help me in this process. Like she just got it so that it came out. Like she was that like invitation to let it be, but she couldn't really understand the depth of what that was. And again, it was like a, this, and we really never, we haven't really ever spoken about it. We just know that that happened um, and have kind of touched on it, but never really needed to go back to it. And, you know, even like, for example, yesterday, so I'm rewatching Ted Lasso for the third time. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, like, I think you need to stop what you're watching and you need to turn this on now. Um, can you say that? Sorry, I'm just pouring myself some tape. Yeah, say that again. Season. Have I started the new season? It. Yeah, I've seen all of it. Oh, okay. I haven't. I'm not up to date. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen all of it, but there's this part where this, you know, uh, Roy's niece, Phoebe, um, she's being told that Roy and Keely are breaking up. And they're talking and she says, well, my parents broke up or split up when I was four years old. So I've had this core belief that nothing lasts forever. And I've seen this show twice now. Okay. And this is one of those things where you can rewatch something and you'd like, you'll learn, you'll see something new or whatever. And for some reason, like in that moment, it hit me so personally that I just, my wheels just were turning and I was just thinking about things in a way that I maybe have thought about it before, but never really with the exact words that she had expressed them in. And yeah, again, I, so, and then Travis is in the house. So I can't, I pause the TV and I'm like, you know, and I just kind of like start going and I can tell that like, he gets what I'm saying, but maybe not really in a way, but just gives me the space to process because it's just sort of like coming through in, in a way and it, you know, he's right next to me and I wanted to express it. So I did not that he needed to do anything with the information, just sort of just like help the space there for me to like express, but yeah, these things will happen. And so for me, I, especially with the definition that I have with the 43, and where it's located and what it's kind of flavored by. Um, I'm noticing now that like not having the 23rd gate is again, like you said, not good or bad. It really just, cause if it's going down that I have this insight and then the 23rd is more so this, like maybe this teaching for me to go through of when it is the best time um, or moment 
to let that be expressed and really is it more so of because like you said it's a projected energy is it more so of me having that and then the 23 and the openness allowing me allowing for myself to give the space for it to be projected out and then expressed mm. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, it kind of just what it makes me feel is that like everyone just wants to express themselves and everyone has something to share and something to express. And it's just it's just finding the ways that mm -hmm. we operate in order to express ourselves best, in order to feel like we're understood. Because I think that that's what this channel is really all about is like, it sounds, it seems to me that it has some pretty profound insights to share, but it's not always, if the timing's not right, it's not always received best and people can be seen as, I mean, it's called the genius freak channel, right? Genius to freak. Oh, genius to freak, right. So it's like if people say things and perhaps it's not the right time, perhaps it's not invited out, then they might come across as a bit of a freak. Like, what did you just say? Uh, even if there's like a lot of truth in what it is that they have to share. And so I think he even talks about this shadow of like fear of being rejected, this fear mm -hmm. of like if say what's on our mind, mm -hmm. that we may be that we may not be understood, that we may be kind of, you know, it just goes back to like all of the shadow frequencies are rooted in fear, fear of not surviving because mm -hmm. if we are projected or if we're, what we have to say is not received like welcomed by the tribe, then we can be kind of cast aside as a freak and a be, mm -hmm. be a bit of an outsider. And yeah, that's just kind of what came to me is like this, this just deep human need to express ourselves. Yeah. And it is individual circuitry. So it's a very individual expression of self, which feels for me particularly feels very vulnerable mm -hmm. um, because so much of my circuitry is individual and, you know, it is a place of like I suppose wounding for me is like wanting to express myself. It comes out a different voice. Mine comes out in a creative self-expression um, and it come, it's connected to my heart. So it really comes from like the truth of who I am mm -hmm. but I can see how that would be relate to so many of the voices of the throat center mm -hmm. yeah you reminded me about how in the also what has been shared in this is that this is also a really big part where a lot of the collective is in its shadow and even more recently where everybody has something to share and express or people just talk about everything or just feel like they have this need to express exactly how they feel and what they want and what they like and what they don't like and in some way like you know that is that really serving all of us as well and I just you know I was thinking about you know things we've talked about as I was reading this and back to like this whole social media thing and platforms and where you can truly just say anything at any time whatever you like and I don't know, you know, I just thought maybe because there is such a almost feels like an infinite opportunity for that makes it so that 
we are a little bit less actually heard or maybe even taken a little bit less seriously because nothing, because there are less boundaries on the container in which someone can say or do or express whatever. And so a lot of it gets lost in translation. And this is one of my, my personal things with Instagram and a lot of whatever everyone is sharing on there. Um, and I could probably go on for that about, you know, but I think you I get my point. I think it's spot on. And I think I was thinking the exact same thing that we see this shadow in social, on social media, like everyone has something mm. to say. And going back to the truth that I do believe everyone in a way has something to say, but maybe it's not like actually expressing it or expressing your opinions and your ideas. Maybe it's expressing what you have to say in a different way. And right, yeah. this is why a system like human design or the gene keys, like this, this wisdom can really help us to know ourselves and to have that self-awareness of what is being asked of us or what life does want us to express and share what it is that we are here to contribute because where we have that definition it's wanting to be shared it's wanting to be it's it's a gift that we give to the world whereas where we have that openness is where we receive and where we we listen and where we learn and where we gain that wisdom so yeah I just think that I know we've talked about this before and I wonder if it, wonder if it was the channel 1-8 that we mm-hmm. went into. I feel like it was, yeah, this like individuality or self-expression and we talked about how like having the awareness of what it is that you're here to share and what it is that you're here to express can help to like, um, yeah, avoid everyone just sharing for the sake of it yeah, and just same thing because of that like, mediocrity I think that's where we were talking about it Um, well and you just highlighted another like very interesting part of this energy that I'm being reminded of is that there there is a need for self-reflection in here and without the self-reflection correct um, let me correct that I meant self-awareness you know and without the self-awareness can you really truly see where something's coming from like internally and that's one of the things you know he relates this to those concepts of like um being deaf and blind these two kind of energies go back and forth in that shadow of if uh if there isn't this idea of self-awareness then maybe we're blind to our own process Um, And if we're just sort of speaking without the presence and being mindful and acknowledging what's in front of us, then we're just deaf. And so I I think, yeah, like a big part of this, this energy, this circuit, this experience is this quality of having um, a degree of self-awareness. Totally. And I think that that relates so much back to the simplicity because it's being like really intentional with our words and with what it is that we share and what was coming to me when I was reading it as well was the four agreements being impeccable with our words Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sometimes we don't have things to share, so we don't share them. <laughs> sometimes we don't need to express our opinions. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That really got rounded out really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Hannah, for this conversation. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, an interesting one. We'll see what comes up with the next one. And um, yeah. Yeah, if you guys have any personal reflections or insights of how this uh, shows up in your own chart, please let us know. We'd love to hear it and wish you all the best. Take care. Yeah.